The Right Time with Bomani Jones is presented by YouTube TV. Try free today at youtube.com slash NBA23. New users only. Terms apply. Cancel any time. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you about another great podcast, The Dominique Foxworth Show. Twice a week, Dominique brings you his unique perspective on sports, the personalities surrounding it, and just about anything else he finds interesting or thinks you might. So check out The Dominique Foxworth Show. Listen wherever you're listening to this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Right Time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is Foxworth Friday. Dominique Foxworth, what's going on? So, so much. So, so, so much. It is so much that is going on, man. We're going to talk about the finals. Uh, we go. I think we're going to talk about Zion. You know, we go, I say, y'all might not get everything we talk about Zion with because yeah. ain't nobody trying to get fired because he's silly. <laughs> uh, but first, we want to come out. I don't think I already said this on Wednesday, but thank everybody that came out to the Gramercy Theater to check us out for the right time live show. It was a great time. If we get to do another one, like I highly recommend you check it out. I'm not just saying that just to say it. Like it really was a good time. And for me, I always feel like, generally speaking, the podcast audience is your most dedicated and your most loyal audience personally. But there's also like a specific audience for this podcast itself. Like it ain't just about me. It's about the right time with Bomani Jones. It's about Dominique. It's about the whole circle of people we got. It's about guys like Nick, who, by the way, that wasn't the plan for Mm -hmm. Nick to jump up on stage. He just happened to be me. I invited him. He was there and I was messing with him. And then once he got up there, it was like, okay, cool. We might as well just ride this whole thing out, you know? So it really was, and you guys got to see, no, this really is just how we do it. We just sit up there and kick it. We had no plan. Yeah, we had Nick, none. Nick told me that that wasn't his first cup. And, <laughs> and he was having a good time because he, like, asked me, like, kind of whispered to me before he, like, said into the microphone, should I, should I get off the stage? And I'm thinking... Man, this job is hard. <laughs> You're good at it. Yeah. Take some of this, take some of this content load. We're yeah. not paying you. Okay, good. I'll just get like on that. Yo, come on, hang out. It's so funny because I'm looking at his wife and she and I are close. And she's just gonna she's afraid that he going too far, right? She telling yeah. him to get his ass off the stage. I'm like, nah, 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 baby. It's cool. cool. Everything's yeah, cool. straight. You know, I will, what I'm can I say one more thing about it? It was well, I mean, the audio is out there. Not even like you're selling to people. They can listen to it and tell that it was a really good time and it was a lot of fun. And this was the first time where I was like a little bit nervous. You know, we don't prepare nothing. And in mm-hmm. the green room, I was like, you want to okay, do a little rundown or something? I mean, it is a live <laughs> show with the audience. Bomani is like, nah, <laughs> we, we do our thing. We went out there. We did. We did our thing. It was funny as hell. It was so much fun. And you were right. Let me tell you a secret. I, too, was a little bit nervous about how the no rundown situation was going to go because we had no computers in front of us to stop and, like, double check and come across yeah. something. And you can't look at your phone just in case something comes through. And we was kind of flying without a net because we didn't have a clock. We <laughs> was just going. Like, every now and then I had to look at my watch to see what was cracking. Well, I appreciate that as you as the star of this team. You gave out the positive vibes. You did not seem nervous, so I didn't feel nervous. Nah, nah. It's just like, yo, <laughs> I was ready to take go. that shot. But let me tell you what was different for me about doing that pod after having done Game Theory. One, 
I got a little bit of stage fright and apparently game theory has just wiped that part out for me. I was just like, okay, cool. We can make it happen. And uh, it was funny because in line, I think you were there when I was talking to the dude, uh, one of the dudes in line before the show. Like we had people wrapped around the block an hour before the doors open. You know what I mean? So we out there and this dude was talking about uh, game theory and he said something about the idea of a courtesy laugh that you get from a studio audience. And I was like, oh no, sir, that's a myth. That does not <laughs> exist. Like when you hear what you think is a courtesy laugh, it's just not that many people laughing. Yeah. There is no courtesy laugh. They will let your joke go over like a fart in church. We <laughs> did surprisingly well here in keeping the laughs actually coming. Cause yeah. man, it's it's different when it's just the rhythm. You know what I'm saying? When you uh when when you try to do that and it's planned, it's a lot harder. You don't think about a bunch of things until you're actually there. And when I got there, and I was like, we don't got nobody warming this crowd up. Dude, that's what I was about to I say. I was like, hey, hey, Dan, you going to introduce us? <laughs> you got Yo. a couple jokes in your pocket or something, Dan? Yo, <laughs> I've grown accustomed to being welcomed by a standing ovation. Mm -hmm. That's how things went down with game theory. <laughs> I come out there with game theory. We get a standing ovation. I was actually, I was like, yo, y'all just clapping and sitting down. Like, don't, I don't know if you guys heard. Some of y'all got on a plane. I'm Bobody Jones. You still sitting in your seats? But that's right. Oh, I did not have my man Sydney to warm the crowd up. That's yeah. a very important factor in the production of all of these things. I almost wanted to be like, yo, 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 no, <laughs> yo, I'm going to come back out here and y'all about to show me the proper respect. You know, I got, I don't feel it from y'all. But no, but the energy itself was good. My mama was there. She was, you know, very pleased. She seemed to enjoy herself. And I mean, people really did. You said you was riding the Acela. And, uh, you know, oh, you yeah. had people that was coming up that was there for the show. So, like, we, I can't tell you, honestly, how much I appreciate it. I got to meet Dan and Parker in person mm -hmm. for the first time. Hated that Adi wasn't able to make it. But otherwise, man, we had, a, we had a real good time with that. So, if we get another chance to do it in your city or even this city again... I highly recommend you come check it out. I, honestly, I don't even know how much they was charging y'all for them tickets, but I feel confident saying that it's worth the money. And I had two ways that I found out that apparently I might be a star of some repute. And the second way that I found out was that I had a real live, legitimate security detail. I didn't even realize they was security. I had no understanding as to why such a well-dressed white man was at our particular event that didn't make no sense to me and so uh later had a dude he's behind me he was in the black coat he's a brother and he told me just to let me know he's like hey i'm here right and i was like okay good to know right but it the other the type it was the type of security you had too that yeah that's like a big deal it wasn't like we found some big rough dudes who can yeah. fight it, it was black t-shirts. Yeah, it was the blend in security yes that, that know some stuff. Yes. And yes. they call you sir. Yeah. Not that call you bruh. Yes, yes. They had shirts. I mean, they 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 wouldn't wear tight black shirts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They had well-made suits. It was funny. My sister-in-law was like, yo, that guy keeps looking. I'm like, yeah, he's security. She's like, oh, I want to see if he's doing his job. And she happened to hear him, but she did the jokey joke because she white. They they think this stuff funny. So she did like a jokey joke like she was running up on me. And I look back at buddy. He knew she was joking, but he would make it sure. <laughs> she was great, though. She was, she was so funny and so full of energy. And she was like, I had two glasses of wine. It was gone. Oh, yeah. Dog, I mean, you got to realize, man, I had a dressing room. I had a spread. We had LeVain cookies. We had fruits. We had a whole thing set up in the VIP for a couple people to come in, get their plates. You know yeah, what I'm saying? We had your mama judging both our outfits. Yes. Like, yes. Oh, she was a little I, disappointed. I see you showed up in a T-shirt like Bomani. I was like, yes, mama. I was like, yeah. I, I mean, it's a podcast. Like, we couldn't... 
Like, like I don't, I, I, I'm honestly not sure what her expectation was for what the garb was gonna be. I didn't just wear any old t-shirt. I wore a t-shirt I've been keeping for a special occasion. I wore expensive pants that I got from Gabe Theory. I wore Jordan 13s. She was expecting leather suits. We do yeah. a live show. You got to have on a leather suit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm very curious in her mind what she had uh, envisioned for what it was. Because before I left the house, there definitely was a tinge of disappointment because she had picked her outfit out. Like, she was yeah. ready. There was a tinge of disappointment <laughs> about what I was wearing, but I felt like I hope she gave that same shade to my brother. <laughs> hey, he not on stage, man. He wear whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, I'm just saying, she was she was far more dressed up than he was to attend. So if she had score for me for what I was wearing, she should have been looking at him like he was not adequately prepared for the event and not showing proper respect for little brother's close-up. Like, yeah. that's... I, I bought a, a couple of t-shirts with me and they was expensive t-shirts, yes. but it don't matter. They still t-shirts like yeah. $50, $60 t-shirts. And also to be fair to me on this, I would have been ready to step it up, but I called Dominique after realizing he'd come up and be like, yo, what you wear? Cause I needed to be in place with what Dominique right. was wearing. I could have blamed this all on you. Yeah. I should have been like, yeah, I was going, I had my, my good suit ready, right? Them $10,000 suits. I had one of them ready, except Dominique. But I tell you this, man, I'd have been miserable if I had been in there trying to do all that stuff wearing a suit the whole night. I mean, that's what friends are for. They they are yes. there to take the blame. So Fair. Fair. I, I had a couple assists that night and that would just would have just been another one. Yep. So Fair. I'm I'm the, the second star who makes the plays when you need it. <laughs> and you give me the confidence that I need to uh, perform. Oh, we made it happen, man. Like, I really I really did think we had a good thing. And something else I told you about um, as we were doing this. And I don't know how many of you have been to a live podcast before, but I also would be curious to know how many of you have been like backstage at a live podcast. And the reason I say that is I went to one a while ago, while ago, while ago, while ago. This is like, you know, Zach Harper, me, Jade Hoy, all those guys doing their pod. I can't remember at the top of my head now what it was called, Habistro, all those dudes. And I realized in being backstage for that, oh, this is everybody's chance to feel like a rock star. Right. Like you got a list, you get people coming around, you feel that you got your green robe. Everybody feels kind of special. Like it's everybody's chance to feel like a real life star. I felt more famous than I did at that show, but I ain't never really felt like more of a star. Your, your name was on the marquee <laughs> of, of a real live theater in New York. Like, I don't Fair. know what else could have made you feel like a star. You got a point there. Uh, my man Kalashaw hit me and uh, he was in town briefly and he just happened to say that where he was, he was at 23rd and Lex. And he looked up and that's what he saw. He's like, I don't know what a live podcast is. Sounds like a good thing. <laughs> But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for showing up. Um, in other news, the Nuggets just decided to remind Jolly Game Three who is actually the better team. Like, okay, got caught slipping. It happens. It ain't gonna happen again. It did not happen again. And I was watching Get Up before I came here to record, and I think it was Alan Hahn. He was on there, and he was talking about he didn't understand how it was that the Heat, you know, didn't bring the effort when effort is their thing. And the reason is. Energy is a finite resource, man. Like, it might regenerate itself a little bit, but sometimes, man, you just ain't got it to be falling down on the ground all the time, man. Like, all of us know what it is, man. I just ain't, I just ain't got it today. And yeah. They just ain't have it that day. The problem is they can't win unless they have it. The emotional component of the game is something that you can't fake. And I think I've told you this story before about how there was a one of the many differences between me and Ray Lewis was how he was able 
to work himself up to an emotional state for a random game in the middle of the season against the stank ass Browns. And I was <laughs> like, all right, we in Cleveland. Let's get this win. Let's get on this plane and let's get back out. I'm standing in the tunnel before we walk out on the field thinking that. And I look over and Ray is in tears <laughs> in the tunnel. And I'm like, you and I, at this point, he in year 12, 13, he already Hall of Famer, already got a Super Bowl, is probably on his way to the Pro Bowl by far, is the best linebacker in a generation, if not ever. And we and I'm in there thinking, like, it's not explicit in my mind. I'm not like, this is bull, let's get it done. But, like, my mood is, like, workmanlike. Like, all right, we got a job, dude. Let's go do this job. I ain't like in the in the tunnel getting hyped like I was in high school. This <laughs> man had worked himself up into tears. And it's it's the only person I've ever met that can do that no matter the circumstance. And I know this is the NBA finals, but when you are in seven game series multiple times over the course of a couple of months that require you to out hustle everybody, there's gonna be some times where you ain't got it. And I respect that. Dominique, they've been out hustling people for six weeks in a row. <laughs> Like, it, 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 you know, this is not like you just got to dial this up once a week and make it happen. They have had to be on you every game for six weeks. And keep in mind, that Boston series was seven games in 14 days of what a legitimate emotional roller coaster. You don't feel like there is no uh, video game power bar for how much energy, energy you have or how much emotional energy or like mental energy, which I feel like is a different thing because we talk about how great a coach Spo is. Being able to execute changes and, and still install game plans and properly execute, execute game plans from game to game, even within a game, like that takes a toll. Like it's not just about these physical bodies. It's like, all right, so... <laughs> what are we gonna do this week? Okay, so when when they come with the pick and roll, we're gonna trap them out of it this time. Okay, we're gonna play high on it sometimes. We're gonna hedge every now and then. Offensive end, we're gonna move this this direction, even though last week we was moving that direction. We're gonna pivot this way. We're gonna focus on getting the ball to Bam and making him a passer. We're gonna make him a mid-range. Like all that stuff is stuff that they're changing from game to game, from series to series. I'll be just tired from that. Just a game plan. Yo. And then on top of it, we got to die for every ball. <laughs> Against these dudes that's bigger than us. Uh, <laughs> but you just pointed out something underrated about sports and athletes as work that I really hadn't thought about until we were having this discussion right here. Can you imagine if every day you showed up to work and it's the highest stakes and it's like, we're going to do something new today. Every single day you wake up not having any idea how we going to go about doing this today? Me and you have been doing this podcast here as we do it in now together for, what, two, three years? Yeah. It's the same every time. I got this whole thing built and set up to be the same every time all of us sit down. Every day, them cats is coming up to Spo like, so what are our new uh, operating procedures? <laughs> So when you ask, can you imagine that? I assume you talking to the listeners. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes I, I know can't you can. Imagine. I know you can. It is not. It's not even that. The changing it is hard. The high stakes is hard, but the tension on it is hard also, and the skill level and execution is so high that don't nobody have no like latitude for you. Like, it, imagine. If everyone who is listening, like Bo said, you got to get to work. And when you get there that morning, they're like, all right, we're doing it this way this time. And tomorrow, the whole world going to watch you do it <laughs> against somebody else. 
don't get up. Don't mess up and do what we was doing yesterday. Like, oh, damn, my bad, dog. That's right. We're doing this. Yeah. And, and, and like uh, in your job, if that happened, my guess is people would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. We asked you to do it this way yesterday and you did it. You did it 13 times that way yesterday. Today, we're doing it the new way. You're going to do it 11 times just right. But the two times at the end of the day, when you do it like you did it yesterday and things fall apart. Oh, the next the following day, we're going to focus on that. And we're going to talk about he was on track to be the best accountant we had in history. But no, nah, this man decided he wanted to mark the market today. We ain't been marking the market since last year. You out of it. They just right. cooking you. And by the way, the thing you got to come up with a new thing with every day this time is how do we stop that big ogre? What do we do against the like, I don't know what you're supposed to come like the you don't know what to do with Jokic is much different than the you don't know what to do with Shaq, because with Shaq, you never start with the idea or thought that you could come up with something to do with him. Right. Like you just walk in knowing there's nothing we could do with him. Jokic, you can really talk yourself into being like, nah, man, we we come up with something. But you can't. I think if you the thing about the Shaq and Jokic comparison is yes. You might think that you might accept that you can't do nothing with Shaq, but the thing about Jokic is you can't do nothing with him either. And he can do, he can impact the game in so many different ways where you, nothing you can do works. So like Shaq, it was always (laughs) one thing, you know, it was like, he going to score on you. Right. He might pass out of a double team, but he's not a passer. He's going to score on you. He's going to collapse your defense and kick out the shooters, maybe. But with Jokic, it's like, I don't even know on the floor where he is going to be because, honestly, I don't even know where he is most effective. <laughs> I don't know where I want him to be. Like, if you could take the paint away from Shaq, you're a much better team. Yo, take the paint away from Jokic, it don't matter. He's still going to k- kill you. Yeah, and I mean, and Shaq, where's going to work? Just get him on the line. Uh That's not really going to work here either. I think a thing about Jokic in terms of impressiveness that we lose sight of because he doesn't move that fast while doing it. Let's imagine that he's like a lot skinnier, like forget that he's even as big and, you know, and and sizable as he is. He's six eleven and can handle be the ball handler on the pick and roll can be the ball handler to lead the fast break. Let's just stop it at that and just say that he could do that. That's the kind of thing you say about like Lamar Odom. That's the kind of thing that you say about Kevin Durant. Like there really aren't that many people that you could say that thing about. That is wildly impressive in and of itself. It just doesn't look like, but I don't be seeing him just like, like he's not slowing it down. He's not walking it up. He's running it up and a fast break is being executed at 6'11", 290. We would marvel when we'd see Shaq, like, get it off the glass and do the, like, nobody's in front of him. Jokic is out here orchestrating, figuring out on a regular basis. He's 6'11", getting the ball at the elbow or at the three-point line, and Aaron Gordon is coming to set up the pick and roll for him. And last night, he was actually playing lights-out defense. Like, I feel like, and I'm doing this for everybody else, okay? Because y'all know my Steph Curry odyssey, where I was never Mm -hmm. taking credit away from Steph. But I had like, I don't know. It just didn't look and feel like it normally looks and feels. And so at every point, Steph had to take whatever skepticism I had and wipe his ass with it. He just (laughs) did it all the time. And then in 2022, he did it. And then he put it in my face like, hey, 
You want to smell this? And I'm positive <laughs> based on interactions other people have had with Steph that if I ever see Steph in person again, he's going to be like, hold up. And he's going to go to the bathroom and he's going to come <laughs> back out and he's going to hold it in my face and be like, tell me what it smell like. I don't want y'all to have to go through this. I understand yeah. why if this ain't what you think a star basketball player is supposed to look like or be, why you have your apprehensions about taking it all the way. Guys, just look at what it actually is. Look at what the results are. It's here. Yeah, it's it is here. And the the Steph thing is different, but I mean, we don't have to go back down that we both ended up where where we belong on the Steph thing. It took a longer journey yes. than it should have. Uh, you started on this yoga thing before me, but I got there pretty quickly. And even at the beginning of this postseason, I was still a little bit hesitant because it don't look like what it's supposed to look like. But then a series in, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sorry uh, let me go ahead and get on the right side of history you don't have to stay on the wrong side of history you can change your opinion nothing wrong with that and i changed mine and i accept it uh, uh to go all the way back to the beginning conversation about changing what you have to do every day i just wanted to add this other dynamic that the heat have to overcome is the job that you are doing while you are changing the way that you are doing it it's not like if we stick with the accountant example, now the spreadsheet moving, the other team doing something different too. Yes. It's just, I'm getting stressed <laughs> out thinking about it. Like I, I have had, I don't have like um a, a ton of nightmares and I don't know how I would consider this a nightmare, but I've woken up since my post NFL career and like felt stress, the type of stress that I felt when we were going into a big game and have been, and I never remember thinking like, damn, I don't want to play today. Damn, I don't want to work today. But I do remember having that feeling like it's going to be a job today. I've woken mm -hmm. up after having a dream like that and then realized, oh, no, that was a dream. Whew, the relief I felt. Oh, we done with that. We have already passed that. I don't ever have to feel that again. The relief I felt is weird because I don't remember it as a terrible feeling. It was, at the time, I was young and I could handle it. And it was like, yeah, it's intense. Like, I like waking up and feeling like this. Maybe I was convincing myself of something. But I know I haven't had one of those dreams in a few years. But I know when I woke up, I was like, oh, that was a dream. Whew, let me get some cinnamon toast crunch and read the internet. <laughs> hey, man, I'll throw something out here at you. How long is it going to be before the Saudis or some similar entity buy the Lakers? Not long at all. I mean, if you take it off the Lakers specifically. No, 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 no. You I'm specifically. Right. So I Lakers. think they will. They won't buy it. By the, they'll do the same thing that they did with Liv. I mean, with PGA Tours. They're going to buy into it. I, I don't think that Jeannie Buss or somebody the Buss family won't will stop being the face of it. Oh, ho, ho, hold on now. Hold on now. I picked them in particular. Okay? Yeah. There's a reason why I picked them. I know. You know, as people know, the Saudi live tour and everything else. All right. Now, I've been sitting here thinking about it, and I got a – I did not get a specific list of the league, but I feel pretty confident saying this, and you're welcome to – Correct me in my Twitter mentions if I get this wrong, but I feel like I'm, I'm I'm right in saying this, okay? The Lakers' ownership is the only ownership group left in the NBA whose money is the team, mm -hmm. right? Like, everybody else is rich from other stuff, you know? The yeah. Lakers' money is in that team. 
We know the deal with the Saudis and what they got going with sports, and they look like they're trying to buy themselves a little piece of everything. We watching them buy all kinds of glamour franchises in soccer, for example. We seeing them do that. If they walked in and offered the Bus family ten billion dollars to buy the Lakers, they can't say no. Yeah, it's not an option. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I knew that's why you picked that team because they are a team that is in a marquee city, is a glamour franchise, but don't got long bread. They mm-hmm. they like look like a team with long bread, but they are not a team with long bread, and they could use that money to. I mean, if a Saudi, if the sovereign wealth fund buys into that, all this stuff that we talk about, these aprons and these caps, that's going to be prohibitive. They are no longer prohibitive. They can pay those bills if they need to pay those bills. They can build the team as if they used to. Um, and I think Lakers fans might welcome them in. But I, I guess the... I hold on, think, hold on. You say they might welcome in. You seen over there in, in England where them folks is out there putting on uh, Saudi costumes? <laughs> Why people don't know how to act, man? Can't you just like hold up a sign and say thank you? <laughs> thank you <laughs> you don't have to dress up in costume <laughs> that's not something anybody would appreciate i guess i know what you mean by it but just cool it people um yeah i i get it they they probably need the financial influx i guess the only thing i would push back on, on you about is i don't think that they would want to be the face of the franchise but maybe, i guess that, that 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 is in contrast with like the general vibe that you get is like a very ostentatious vibe. It's like, we're not trying to be old money. And I respect that, man. I, yeah. You know me. Like, I love that. Somebody going to be down court side looking fly as hell when it's going <laughs> on. I'm just telling people, though, you got to look around and start looking up into where this Saudi money is yeah. going. And it's a lot, it's gotten a lot farther in the economy than you realize. And there are a lot of operations that are kind of being propped up and people don't know it by huge influxes of money from the Saudi um, public investment fund. Like what happened with P- with Live and the PGA, just look around, man, Google yeah. some of this and check it out. They out here and they want to come get sports. And I'm wondering when American xenophobia is really going to kick in. Because like you remember in the 80s, when the Japanese were buying up all the real estate in L.A., mm-hmm. like that's part of that's like the subtext that die hard. Like Nakatomi Tower, they didn't just pick that name of that tower randomly. Right? right. Like there was a real pushback to the idea that the Japanese were buying up Los Angeles and people were pushing back on it. And we're starting to see this from one, lots of countries, but mm-hmm. two, in a lot of places and in a lot of things. And I think that people go look up one day and they're going to be like, wait a minute, what just happened here? I don't think, yeah, I think they might look up and say, wait a minute, what just, what just happened here? But I think we're past the backlash. I don't think anyone, I think this Live Golf Tour put us over that. I don't think if they buy into anything else, because like th- preparing to talk about this on my podcast, like I did the research that you're talking about to see what they in. They already in a bunch of stuff. The only reason why we care about this one is because we made it a public big deal. Now we've gotten over the hurdle and we've gotten to the point of what aboutism that I don't think it matters. It's not going to matter nearly as much next time. It's going to be a small story, but no one's going to protest. Let the Saudis try to buy the New York Yankees, which, by the way, not out of the realm of the possibilities in a very similar situation to the Lakers. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You think yeah. you, Staten Island is going to have some things to say, Dominique. They yeah. might be happy because the Yankees will spend money again, 
because there is that part, right? But at the same time, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit a little funny with a lot, with, with some people. Like, you're right. And maybe we've just reached a point of, like, we're so cynical that we can't even be racist. Okay, maybe that's it, right? Like, the cynicism is so much that the xenophobia is not going to kick in. That is entirely possible. But I do think that this is, I think that a lot of observers are looking at this and no disrespect to them, but they, they don't read these other sections of the newspaper. And I'm not saying that is an insult. I'm just saying that's not how they allocate their time. And so I think that this is going to hit people out of nowhere, like how it hit people out of nowhere. The Jokic was that dude. It'd been going on for a long time. They just mm -hmm. wasn't really paying that much attention to it. Yeah. Saudi Arabia looking like the Jokic of sports money. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. There's New York and places like that. Uh, there will be a legitimate backlash, but I don't see it being a backlash in LA. I don't see it being a backlash in most backlash in most other cities. Like people are going to be upset about it, but I think it's not going to be bigger than the live PGA yeah. murder. But see, but see, I think the thing with live and PGA though, where it's a little different is that nobody felt an ownership stake in those things in the yeah. ways that I think they're regular people. Like let, let us find out that Jerry Jones selling the Cowboys uh to the public investment fund that's true yeah yeah you know like people have an investment in the cowboys like they like the cowboys yeah. are um, if you that's sell fair. america's team to saudi arabia <laughs> all right maybe i'm being a little hasty there are yeah. a couple franchises <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Sell, you sell oklahoma city thunder to them i don't think it's gonna be much of an uprising I, I tell you this though you can make a movie out of that one the saudis come to oklahoma <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to watch this. Is the first thing they come in is like, yo, what is all this wind energy you guys are talking about? <laughs> take it all, take all them wind mines down. I don't even really understand how that works, to be perfectly honest, but it'll be a wrap on that. I forget who it was that hit me up as they watched the Saudi, like after watching the Saudis leverage a worthless asset into an entire golf tour. And he was like, man, we're going to be driving these gas cars forever. Yep. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, they are, we burning all. Yes, yes. Unless, unless they put some stuff in the ground over there, and what comes out is electric vehicle batteries. We are gonna be driving. We gonna be using some form of gas for a very, very, very long time. Like if you think that you go pull up to a PGA tour event and they gonna have a charging station for your electric vehicle, you are mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> Not unless they somehow get them some lithium mines or something. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we are we are hooked on this gas, man. I I don't know. Like I, I think I want to believe. I guess I don't know where to draw the line on any of this stuff anymore, which is not a, a cop out. But it's like when you look up to see all the things that they're invested in, even if you wanted to like like Uber, mm -hmm. they in Uber. Even yeah. if you wanted to like make a stand and be like, I ain't gonna watch this PGA oh, that's, tour. Yeah, that's like I'm boycotting Amazon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Good luck with that. I, I hope Amazon treat their factory workers better. However, <laughs> I'm gonna need my stuff. Like I need like, my you servers. I'm gonna need my shit delivered. That's the one, the servers. Yeah. Like that's the thing is that even if you decide that you go mom and pop it, uh Amazon is the backbone of the internet. The you, whole you, thing. You the whole internet. Yeah, like that we go boycott the Saudis. No, nah, that's not really um <laughs> it's not the option that you may originally have believed that it was. No, man, they out here, they have got a lot of this on Lizak. Do you think it's any worse because of the way that 
um the PGA tour went about it. Yes, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Like, like they, I mean, I, I actually cut slack to the PGA tour on this, and I don't have any facts. I don't know like specifically what happened, but I'm just looking at this and they must have thought they was gonna lose this lawsuit. Like they otherwise, there's no reason that this goes the way it does, and the Saudis wind up getting the chairman of the board seat. Mm-hmm. You know, like they won. This doesn't seem like a compromise. This doesn't seem like a merger. It seemed like they got housed. <laughs> it was definitely a hostile takeover. And yeah. they try to put a, a happy face on it. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and you know, though, I think you're right, though, on the thing that you mentioned about Jeannie Buss, because it does appear that even if that man is going to be the chairman, the Saudis do seem to understand it is not wise for them to be out front talking about this stuff. You got to get you a white man or a white woman out here to deliver yeah. whatever news it is that needs to be delivered. Jeannie Buss is still going to stay the owner of the of the franchise, and she's going to still go to the meetings and speak for everything, even if they bust her down to 3%. Yes. She's still going to be in charge. She's yes. going to be rich as hell, too. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. True or false, Buster Rhymes was a prophet? <laughs> True. <laughs> True. I was looking at that ridiculous video yesterday. I, uh... First of all, can you imagine if somebody tried to put out a song in 2023 called, and I quote, A-Rab Money? That's ridiculous. And with, <laughs> hold on, with videos, with dudes doing the money stuff in it, like, how in the world this was that allowed? I was talking about this the other day, how, like, you look at old comedy and stuff, and it's like, yeah, I get why that was funny, but it ain't funny no more because yeah. like it's just so uncomfortable. Yes, the, the world changes fast and, and sometimes hip hop is on the, the forefront of the changes and sometimes yes. it's a little behind. Yes, yes. Speaking of uncomfortable, so, you know, I don't really be on the tweets like that so much no more, but people send me the tweets. And the 2019 NBA draft um, is not the 1986 NBA draft. However, it will be similarly infamous for some of the missteps, shall we say, of the young men in the draft. And it appears that Zion Williamson, um, he been living. Yeah, I saw uh, I had a tweet sent to me that advertised the future 30 for 30. Did you see this tweet? No, I did not. They called, it said 30 for 30, guns and buns. (laughs) (laughs) It was like something about these South Carolina boys or something. I should find the exact thing, but they both from South Carolina. They both were the same draft and they both uh, giving in to their vices. Yeah, I mean, by the way, congratulations to Zion Williamson. Apparently he is going to be a father. We should start there. Congratulations to him. And much to my surprise, um, at the gender reveal party, he showed up and took pictures. And I believe he posted them himself. There is something earnest about the fact that he did that. But that then led to people doing some Googling. And let's just say that young lady has a body of work, um, including a video that involves her um in a fight um as i recall beating somebody up 
And um, her top is basically down the whole time. And so she's swinging while she's swinging. Um, we then found some other videos. And apparently she's um, like nudity is part of her line of work, mm -hmm. as is the case with another woman who seemed to be very, very upset to find out that Zion was having a baby because let her tell it. Zion said he was going to move her to New Orleans. Um, and so she was on the Internet deeply in her feelings. One of those I didn't know I was in love until right now sort of situations. At least that's how it looked. And so now we come out here and find out it's the only time I've ever seen even black women say on the Internet. And I quote, maybe he need to start dating white girls. I've never seen any black people ever make that argument before in life about a person. I've never, ever, ever. And I'm just looking at Zion like. How did all of this make the internet? How how can how can your operation still be this simple? That it went like you, bruh. Well, how? most most of your operations, I think, get modernized with the help of other people. Yes. Who are you gonna call in for that? There's no consultant for that. I think that's something that happens on the low. You don't tell people about this. No, I, I think he's in one of those situations where. So I heard a story once about a player who had some legal trouble coming down the pipe, but he thought that he thought he thought ain't nobody know. And so the owner of his team calls him in and sits him down and says, uh, you got any problems you need help with? And he says, no. Not understanding that that man was there to not judge, but to solve the problem. Right. And for Zion, I don't think he quite understood that all those people that work around him, dog, they don't seem crazier than whatever it is that you could present to them. And you kind of need to keep everybody in the loop and y'all all figure out how it is that you're going to fix this and you're going to solve this. Um, I mean, I don't even know if there's fixing and solving. I just know there's a better way to move than the way that apparently this young man has been moving. I also would like to make this point, given that we just discussed how my mother did not seem to think that you and I should be wearing T-shirts at this live event. I would pay all the money in the world to get a one-on-one -on -one, heart to heart interview. Like I need Gail King to do it or somebody to get in there with Zion's mama and find out what it is that she, this is not the way that she thought that this was supposed to go. Can you imagine when she go back to church in South Carolina, what they saying, what they thinking? <laughs> I think that the, the most hurtful thing is the one that you mentioned before is that the black women was like, oh, no, nah, maybe you need to go somewhere else, bro. Because <laughs> that is that is like the a top tier complaint that you hear about black men, particularly athletes, is they go off to college, they get there and they are star. And then there is I will say that I was going to say that you have access to a segment of society that you didn't before, but actually you not only have access to that segment, that segment is tends to be a little bit more aggressive. They talk to you different than anybody yeah. had ever talked to you up until that point right. in your life. That, that group is a little bit more aggressive, whereas just culturally, that is just not the black woman's get down. Is Very rarely is it like, 
hey, I'm interested in you. It's like you you need to come over here and pursue this. So I think like and this is me being an athlete and defending the athletes who go in this direction, which is no reason to defend them for. It's nothing illegal about it. But like I get the point that it feels like the successful people just like want to forget about you. But I don't think that a lot of guys are prepared for that. And so when guys go there, it's it's an active choice, I guess, is the point that I'm making yeah. to not go because there's a lot more white women in this country and a lot more of the big schools that we go to. There's a lot more white women at those schools. All the major cities is a lot more white women. It's more of them in. They are more uh, they often are more aggressive and. Uh, yeah, just like more obvious about I'm interested in you. So like for Zion, Zion made a choice. He went to Duke, guys. <laughs> Zion made a choice. He made a choice. He made two choices. <laughs> it was like, I'm with y'all. <laughs> and to do that and to still have them like, hey, he ain't with us. <laughs> that is a real low point. Like yeah. of all the things that made me sad about, about this situation, that one might make me the saddest. Well, the other thing was that woman talking about, I was helping you get better. I was helping you heal. So you're the problem. <laughs> The boy not healed. The Pelican st- trader staff got fired too. Like, no, it ain't no I'm fault. This man was going to PT with a, an adult employee. Like that is. I just couldn't believe because, like, yo, this is not something I typically. My, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I was like, we ain't gonna talk about this. That was my thought, right? It's that man's business. It's whatever. But then I looked up and Stephen A. had talked about it on his podcast, and I was like, oh, okay. So apparently, this is broken the threshold. And this has just gone to this whole other place. And the four years of Zion is pro. Nothing's quite gone the way that we expected it to now, has it? Not one thing. Well, there was a couple stretches in there where he's like, hey, that's what we expected. Yes. And then most of everything else, most of the highlights of Zion's career. Oh, man, it's going to be such a great comeback story, though. Like Zion gonna have a great comeback story two years from now when he win league MVP. It's gonna yeah, be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. I just wow. I, I I just keep going. I'll say this. I feel somewhat confident. I don't know exactly how them punter squares are gonna come together, but uh, the product of this union will have what they call it a low center of gravity. <laughs> well i mean i don't know if this center of gravity will be low what yeah. i'm simply saying is it will be an explosive child yeah no i i got where you were going with yeah it. yeah but yeah i don't know i don't know if it was all genetics <laughs> and fair, it was on one side fair on the fair, other side fair, i'm not sure that it i don't was know yeah the genetics. point of origin i don't yeah. know i but, don't I, he gotta be so stressed right now he gotta be so 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 stressed right now because look cats on his team been looking at him a little funny you know with the whole injury situation and everything that's come with it all the internet talk about is how he still his haircut game ain't strong and his gear ain't right like i do think that it's fair to say and it is i think somewhat clear here that zion does not outsource things that should have been outsourced in his operation like the what I'm going to wear, or maybe he has outsourced that. He needs yeah. to take some more applications. He got to stop cutting his own hair. You know, like that That part has got to stop. And I don't know. I don't know what he got to do in terms of like what's going on with him and the ladies. But this is, this is, this is a path toward destruction. I'm just telling you right now. So, you know, many years ago, I did a radio show called The Morning Jones. 
And this is back when I had a little more flexibility with what I could do. And I got the wonderful, bright idea to uh, when Tiger Woods is going through his situation to call an expert on such matters. So I called a gentleman named uh, Pimp and Ken from uh, a movie called uh, Pimps Up, Hose Down. It's a fascinating documentary that I actually recommend that you watch. But anyway, I remember Pimp and Ken had a line I'll never forget about Tiger. He could have had Oprah cuisine or Beyonce cuisine. But he prefers broke cuisine. <laughs> and that that seems to be the path that Zion is. Zion seems to be on the broke cuisine path. And that that doesn't end well, son. I'm just telling you right now. That doesn't end yeah. well. So um I grew up going to visit my dad's family in Charlotte, North Carolina. And also, like within my own house, there were things that we would cook or eat that we i realized at a certain point you know why <laughs> we cook and eat this because it's what we could afford yeah we don't have to no more like <laughs> chitlins are no longer on the menu i don't give a shit if you grew up eating them and you love them i'm done with it <laughs> I, I will i will never smell a hog moss again <laughs> like what are we doing we ain't there no more, but I guess you like what you like. You like what nah, you like. But he ain't. And the thing is, to be fair to Zion, he ain't the only person that got caught up like this. Yeah. He ain't the only person that's lived this. It's just shocking because it's him. Right. Yeah. Like, like this is there's a whole host of players in the NBA that we could point out. It just threw it, a, it threw people off because it was him and B because he he really did. Like I say, there's something really earnest about the fact that he was like, nah, this is my baby. And he showed up and he took them pictures and he put them on the Internet. That was the wow, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I get why this is funny, and I'm not going to pretend like I haven't laughed that part of it. But most of all, it's just sad because, like you were saying, the stress that he got to be feeling like that's just sad. Well, hold man. up, man. He might love her, and this other one, unfortunately, really thought that she had. She thought her and Zion was going to be a thing, and that, I, I ache for her. I do, <laughs> yeah. I do. I don't all know if them. she. I don't know what it led to, but. She clearly and genuinely has been hurt by this. And John Barrett got to be like, yo, drop that suspension right now. Right? Like, if you the NBA, I know they said they got to wait till the end of the NBA finals. That yesterday was the day to drop the John Barrett suspension. You could have suspended John Barrett for 500 games, and the internet would not have had time to talk about it. No, sir, Bob, we got something else on yeah. our plates. Zion over here running that misdirection. You know that that old high school highlight play where a guy is football and the guy like get on his knees and start barking yeah. like a dog after he said hike. Zion <laughs> got that for you. We can we can run the screen on the other side of the field and score a touchdown right he now. For he coming through for the homie. <laughs> like that's what he's doing. He's looking out for the homie right now. I just, I just like I say, I don't even I don't know how I feel about even having talked about it in this setting, but at the same time, it got so big. And it was people like, yo, uh, I wish y'all could have talked about it in the live show. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. That would have been too risky. Yeah, I've definitely been a little, too, a little bit too risky with y'all and your phones and whatnot. Ooh, yeah. we, can always, we can always choose not, not to air this. Yes, yes. portions of this if we feel uncomfortable <laughs> before Ooh. the airtime. But, yeah. Ooh, live show, they'd have had that stuff out there on the internet before we even got to put the file up. Man. Yeah. Oh. We'd have, we'd have been, shop would have been wrecked. <laughs> Problems uh, there would have been. Yep. Well, I hope he get right and get on the court because that's all that can heal this. That's the 
It's the, the secret behind all this stuff is you can get away with a lot more foolishness as long as you put out some hits. Yeah, we forgive people when they put out hits. You got to get out there and hoop. And to be fair to him, man, that boy had a lot of free time. Yeah. yeah. I you mean, know, 22, and, man. 22. And it's got to be a lot of stress. Everybody talk about how you coming up short. You can't stay healthy. All of these things. You got your parents on your back all the time. Because I know they, they, they are close. When I met them in 2019 in uh briefly in vegas during summer league and i remember his stepdaddy was talking about i forget what age he said about letting zion leave the nest but i remember the number and being like you know he's an adult now right like you know so like i say his mama i just can't i'm sure like you get to the oh i'm having a grandbaby point and i think that's maybe where she got to but when the second one popped up that's where mama was just like what did i do wrong like, I, I, I always did everything I could for that boy. I, I told him to put God first. But the, he ain't doing nothing. That's no, like, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. That's the thing. He's not. But that's not what it sounds like to your mama. Of course. It, it, his behavior is not egregious. <laughs> no, no. He got caught slipping. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, but if he is out here, I do think he needs to know this. If he out here telling him I'm gonna move you down here, yeah, but he really ain't gonna move him down here, son, you ain't thing. got to lie. So yeah, I had to explain this to um well, I don't want to put anybody out yeah. there. A person close to me um was telling lots of stories in order to to, to get to his goal. And I was like, You realize now you ain't gotta do this. Like you just tell people the deal and out of five of these people, maybe two, maybe three, maybe five, maybe one, somebody going to be like, oh, cool. That's the deal. I'm down with that program. And I had to tell him, stop lying to these people because you're going to get your car keyed. And yes. You deserve it. Like, just be straight. And not that being honest with them is a cure all because like sometimes there's a power asymmetry that like, even if you're honest that you are still like taking advantage of them, but at least you can sleep at night. <laughs> Why are you all here fibbing to people? But I, I don't, I'm not sure that he was fibbing. I think he meant it. <laughs> I think he meant it every time. Like he meant it with every person. He meant it every time. And you know what? That is Dominique Foxworth. Check him out on Get Up. Check him out on Anscape. Uh, check him out, of course, on Debatable and the Dominique Foxworth Show, available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, bro. All right, now. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Right Time. Remember, hit the voicemail line, 860-516-4119, and out honor the PGA taking that Saudi money. Tell us the most low-down thing you see somebody do just in the name of getting some money. Maybe a lot, maybe a little, but you know what I mean. 860-516-4119. That is the telephone number. Adi Khan, Parker Owens, the dance dancing, handling everything behind the scenes. Thank you, gentlemen. Remember, follow the right time. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy. Thanks for checking out The Right Time with Bomani Jones Podcast. You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Right Time with Bomani Jones.